0: The show, the,
1: show, the, show, the, show, the show. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show.
0: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN.
2: That you're not quite at a place where you're
0: super comfortable with
2: whether it's asking questions or transitioning into a live <laughs> or
0: if, if Jim If Jim's not there running the show, Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. I'm not Jim Rutledge, although I'm being
3: called Jim Rutledge on the text line. For about two minutes, you sounded like Jim Rutledge yelling
1: at a young Alex Strofe uh, behind the glass. For you- your incompetence, by okay, the way. Okay, can
3: you shut up? You're producing the show. Let the host <laughs> reset the show before you decide to jump in. This is not the Colin Russo show. <laughs> King Troll has to D on the text line Which you can get in on 844-770-3776 Strofe channeling his inner Rutledge by raging because he lost Just take the L Drew and Madison chimes in Just tuned in to hear Strofe going off Unsure what Russo said But it must have been that Trevor Lawrence is going to win the MVP this year Duval,
2: <laughs> Love that oh, What the hell is going on Joel and
3: Madison chimes in Best Jim Rutledge impressin- impression ever Poor loser Johnny and Madison chimes in, says Boo Rutledge. Oh, <laughs> wow. Dude, you really
1: have no. Because it wasn't just the rant, it's the fact that you just like are crushing our producer. Uh, if that was you back there and he crushed you that way, you would have sat down and you'd have been on your phone. I would have checked point. that. I oh, checked totally. That. Yeah, so I would have checked that. I just. But is very funny. For the record, That chair does something to you. It does something. It That's does. a strange I, chair. I think <laughs> Jim has just permeated into that chair, and if you sit in it, Jim Rutledge's essence just, like, creeps into you. You're going to have to, like, take a couple showers in, like, 48 hours. The, the, the of- abuse
3: continues. Sadler chimes in. Stroke <laughs> becomes Jim Rutledge, giving a mouthful of judgment <laughs> to the baby producer. There's so
1: many. There's so many. That is... The most spot on one, too. Wow.
3: All right. So, for the record, <laughs> no, no, oh, I'm going to give sorry, you more Rutledge right. for a Because Joe would never say sorry. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to do more Rutledge for a second. It. Hold on. I'm going to do a Rutledge right for a second. <laughs> for the record, I've been working here two and a half years. Thanks for listening. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm not actually mad. But no, we know. Yeah, but we can all agree for a second. You chose an Olympic category on purpose. <laughs> no? Yeah. Okay, I'm just I'm just making sure.
2: I, what you, I, of course, I chose it on purpose. I didn't choose it by mistake. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, like, if Matt wasn't sitting here, that's not the category today, no?
2: It could have been. It, it could have been. That's an. Uh, that's an, I feel like that's a trivia question. People should know this. You didn't even know the Rio de Janeiro one. You didn't know. What the, year was that? Twenty sixteen.
3: Okay. Yeah, you're, you're right. Like, I, I, I'll just admit. Like, I'm not a big you, Olympics you didn't, guy. Yeah,
2: you didn't know the Dream Team one? That was Barcelona. That's that was ninety-two, a, though, right? A, that was. It yeah. was part of it. That's a famous one.
3: That is a famous thing. You're right.
2: You're right. Uh, I I I thought you were a
1: little bit more of an Olympics guy than that. Obviously, I've always summer. Ever... I'm
3: really not. I'm actually right. much more invested in winter. I'll watch, I guess, a little bit of the swimming because mm-hmm. I remember in I think it was 2016, Katie Ledecky was terrific. Yeah. Um. I watched a lot of her. I always watch a little bit of the hoops. Um. But like winter is more interesting to me, right? Like the snowboarding, the luge, of course, curling. Now that that we're friends, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have just I don't know. It's never been that interesting. For me, I
1: just, I just remember like, like Sydney was Michael Phelps coming out party. Yeah,
3: I remember that. That was
1: 08.
2: Beijing was the Beijing one. Was eight. Beijing, Beijing was, was 08. 08. He dominated in But Beijing. Beijing
1: was the one where he was just like next level. So
3: the Summer Olympics are back on schedule. So they're next year. And you said right. they were where Paris?
2: It's 24, yeah. Yeah,
3: okay, because they were supposed to be 20, but they bumped it to 21. And then they yeah. kind of ran up against each other from what I remember. So summer was like late 21. Winter was into early, early 22, 22, which yeah. is obviously what you were involved in last year. I got Actually you. made
1: for a really neat year because yeah, it was cool that sp- so after each olympics the they'll invite you to the White House uh for like a congratulatory thing there's sometimes like a little party they had the summer and winter olympians all there at the same time so the party for the last olympics was Freaking awesome! That that sounds like a blast for pro
2: athletes.
1: So they ended up. We ended up. The party shut down, and we found like a bar down the road that was like empty. I texted like three of the people that I've been texting with that night where we went. It was like this like board game bar. One poor little bartender, three people sitting at the bar. They had upstairs and downstairs. All of a sudden, two hundred plus athletes come in, and this one poor bartender was just overrun. We tipped the heck out of him. The guy, I think, had a very good night, but uh, it, it was a blast. That's got to be a crazy sight.
2: 200 Olympians going down the
3: street Yeah, D.C. Oh, going like going like you're a you're bar bar the only here. non-Olympian, and you're, and you're just... Passing out Coors Lights left and right. And the
1: best part is like this was like a formal event that we went to, so everyone's like in suits and dresses and stuff. Like everyone's dressed to the nines, and you're going into like this weird like hole in the wall board game dive bar. It was it was a blast. Do
2: they just kick you out of there? Did, they, did you just walk out? Well, or it was, how, uh, what it, was, was at, it was in the base or like the
1: the ballroom of the hotel that mm-hmm. we they put us up in. So right. we just went down the road to a bar okay. instead of like the hotel lobby. You know, we were just looking for another place to go. There's like. 500 people there so people had to disperse into different places if everyone went to the bar you'd never get in so we broke it up and it was seriously one of the coolest experiences ever cuz you're talking with like Paralympians from track and field and then you're talking to like the sailing team from the uh, uh, the Olympics and then there's the bobsledders right there like yeah. it's just everybody
3: it was wild. I always love these stories, and you told you told a great one last year uh, when you were, where was it again last year? See, my memory's just bad. Like, I don't even remember where last year's Winter Olympics was. You were in it's Japan, Be- right? Be- no, it
1: was, I went to Japan last year, two years ago, it was Beijing, yeah, Beijing.
3: Was where the Winter Olympics were? Yeah. Okay. I did and, go to
1: Japan last year, though.
3: Okay, that's what I'm screwing it up with then. But I remember it was your birthday mm-hmm. when you were at the Olympics, yep. and you guys had just been eliminated, Correct. The uh, night before your birthday or something. Yeah, but, yeah. But the great story, and I'll, I'll have you tell it. But but you get eliminated. It's your birthday. You're celebrating. You get a great text and a great gift from. Yes. Yeah, so the
1: uh, men's hockey team texted me. They're like, "Hey, we all or a couple of us snuck out and went to one of the hotels and got suitcases of beer. Come on over." So I'm like, okay, we're not supposed to have beer in the village. So when the hockey guys are like, we have suitcases of beer, suitcases. I'm heading over there. So suitcases. I show up and there's this chant across the whole room. And there's, there's like not just hockey players. There's all sorts of ath- like winter athletes, different, mostly American, but a couple different countries. Mm-hmm. They all start chanting Matty Ice. <laughs> and in true Wisconsin fashion, I grabbed a beer, I took a knee and drank it as fast as I could. Well, after that, the captain of the hockey team walks out a stick above his head and says, all the guys on the hockey team signed this stick and wanted to give it to you for your birthday. So I got one of the, uh, the captain's game-used hockey stick.
3: That's pretty neat. That's fantastic. And they all signed it for you, right? Yeah, they all yeah, signed it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. 770 3776 Your way into Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm Alex Stroff. In for Jim Rutledge, DeLeo, alongside Matt Hamilton, Colin Russo, running the show for us today. As uh, poorly as it may be. Right, Strofe? No, he's doing a fine job. And, Colin, (laughs) by the way, I'm sorry.
1: You don't have to apologize. I I just did. That was just, just, that was the most not, now nobody
3: thinks that you're Jim Rutledge anymore. So, good job. Well, I've never been Jim Rutledge. I never will be Jim Rutledge. (laughs) That Um, rant was Jim Rutledge-esque. Well, I can do a good rant. I mean, I'm, I've been known to do that from time to time. Uh, it
2: was a complete. There was no. There was no foundation of the.
3: <laughs> yes, there was. You chose a category where I'm facing off against an Olympian, and you chose an Olympic category. I'm done talking about. It. I'm not talking about it. He only I'm,
2: got seven. If he I, got ten, that's one thing. Whatever.
3: Yeah, <laughs> seven's a lot in this game. I don't know. Like I said, you've never run it this is game a before. Lot this seven's game. a lot. That's a good a score. Four's four usually a pretty Here's good the, score.
1: You're typically questioning two idiots. <laughs> so like seven's a good one. That's like my category. Last
3: week I did the top ten teams in. Bay baseball by record. I got seven. Matt got seven. I think Jim got That's three. That's on fire. Right? Yeah, he's he's, he's on, on a good roll. Right he's now. on a good roll. All right. Both I wanted to my categories. Get to Mr. Baseball, Mr. Olympics. So if, if you're joining uh if you're just joining us, you missed in the first hour. Uh, Matt walked into the office today, and the first thing he said to me was, I crushed some boobies last night. Uh, that was a volleyball story. If you missed any of that, you can go find it on Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you get your podcast, uh, which is brought to you by our friends at Revive Restoration, RevivePros.com. Appreciate Josh and his team and their support of our show and Wisconsin On Demand. The other thing he said to me was, I got stuck behind a Prius and I was pissed off. <laughs> I'd like you to explain that one now. So I've got a friend who has a Prius and when he got it he was really excited
1: to tell me that like as you drive it, it tells you like when you're using electricity, when you start using gasoline and it tells you how you can optimize your your fuel rate. And it t- like you can essentially like watch it in real time how you're consuming fuel. Okay. So When I get in the car and go to lunch with him one time, he just like very slowly gets up to speed on the on ramp, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm keeping the fuel. I'm trying to keep my like fuel consumption low. I'm going for like more like the best gas mileage I can get." And I was like, "There's like cars behind you." He he just didn't didn't care. care. He didn't care. And from then on, I'm just like, "That's what Prius drivers do: is they play that game." With themselves. They're trying to get the best gas mileage because they have a little thing on their dashboard that tells them in real time how well they're doing. And I think they're playing a game. So I, like an idiot. So there's a Prius in the left lane. I was in the right lane. Might have been a pickup truck or something in front of me. And I was like, I'm gonna go to the left lane because typically that's where, if you want to go a couple miles an hour over the speed limit, that's where it would be. This Prius took about. 60 seconds to get up to 55 <laughs> and then did not go one mile an hour over 55. Like, like the rules are the rules. And without the rules, there is chaos. So I will not drive faster than 55. Anyway, I made the mistake. Naturally, everyone else in the world who does not choose to drive exactly the speed limit is ripping by me. You, I threw the blinker on and cars were like, nope, <laughs> we're going to tighten up. We're not letting this guy in. And it was like... That was on me. I changed lanes to get in behind a Prius, and I was like, I didn't even trust my own snap judgment. Like, I had a preconceived notion about Priuses and Prius drivers, and I went against my better judgment... So is that validating? Because you're no, like you're no, almost being stereotypical,
3: right? Like, like s- it, Prius drivers suck. Is essentially what your thought was. No,
1: they're doing nothing wrong. I just want them to do just a little bit wrong. And right, that's like a couple miles an hour over the speed right, Let's
3: go fifty nine rather than fifty five.
1: Think, yeah, that's all I'm asking.
3: That's fair. But, that's but fair. it was like totally my ask. mistake.
1: I just knew that was going to be the situation, but I got in behind that car anyway.
3: But it was validating when you were, but you were angry. <laughs> Are you a road rage guy? Because I've been on the phone with Rutledge. We keep bringing him up. But yeah. I've been on the phone with Rutledge so many times where he's yelling at the people in front of him or honking or Okay,
1: I don't, I don't honk, and I might be like, idiot. But like that's about as much as I'll do. I will, out loud, maybe on my own, I'll be, idiot. So you're that's not, about as angry as I get about you're it. You're
3: not the type of guy that lets an idiot driver ruin your day.
1: No, I'm not going to sit there and like pound on my horn or like spit you will know, smack my wheel because i'm angry like
3: it's what your co-host does
1: no that's that's not me i will sit there and i'll just be
2: a little like like look at this guy you'll wait till you get in the office and then you'll kind of yeah i'll off. vent it to you guys
3: no i don't need to vent what we're here for i don't
2: i don't know what sort of like
1: release it is to be mad by yourself in the car well, maybe you do feel better i don't know well, i need to vent
3: well worst case you can go home you can sit on your front porch you can enjoy your beautiful bushes <laughs> from your friends at Olson too
1: that's right i love my new bushes from Olson too i got some arbor Vidas. i got a new blue spruce tree i am so excited for the landscaping of my house because my front yard looks great and yours can too Olson Tune has been customizing residential and commercial outdoor living spaces since 1997, and they have over 50 years of combined experience in their management and design teams. And because of that, they have become one of Wisconsin's premier design, build, landscaping, and outdoor living firms. From landscaping and maintenance to irrigation to concrete work, pools, and more, if you have an outdoor living need, large or small, Olson Tune is here to help. You can visit OlsenTune.com and get started on your project today. That's OlsonToon.com. Don't be left out. Have a great landscape front yard. It's really nice to look at bushes all afternoon. July's not even over yet. You can still
3: still spice up the yard in summer.
1: Hey, and the other beauty, too, is you can get some, like, the bulbs that will grow back year in and year out. It's called a perennial. It'll keep coming back year in and year out. No more. You don't have to do it anymore. Get it taken care of now. Landscaping is going to be looking good coming next spring. Take care of it this fall. Olson Toon's the team
3: to call. Uh, olson by the way. How do you spell Olson? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> There's two ways to spell Olson. Figured I'd <laughs> yes, say it's right. with a note. No, no, you're Just right. Just let you know. You're you wanna absolutely wanna right. Want to spice up your yard? Go to their website. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strove. Kyle and Russo running the show. We'll throw some stones next. It's Ronald Jen Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
0: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Today, did you just turn up the music while I was talking.
1: Yep. He was pumped, dude. You should see when that music dropped, we had a fist pump back there. I think I saw a leg get this, up this, over. This is one of my favorite pump songs. Yeah, I love this one too. It's your suggestion.
3: It's I know. A nice job. Nice job. Well, I
1: mean, it, it had to hit with you for it to stay in the rotation.
3: That's true. That's how it gets there. The name of that rotator is called Strofe Rotator. Yeah.
1: It's a good one.
3: He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex in for Jim Rutledge alongside Colin Russo running the show for us today. He's got questions. We've got answers. It's time to throw some stones.
0: The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test.
1: That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh,
3: your opinion, man.
0: This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Colin.
2: My name is Colin Russo, the expertly producer or the expert producer on this yeah. kind of very program, expert talker. Too. Not a good, not a good start on my part. Uh, throwing Stones got a couple things in the news I like you guys to chime in on. Not a ton going on in sports as I alluded to before. But well, there's a couple interesting ones. Uh, this one is a little odd. I don't really know how to like lead into this because it happens. If happened- you
3: keep saying there's not a ton going on in sports, I think more sports stuff will happen.
2: <laughs> I'll speak it into an existence.
3: It's called manifestation. Aaron Rodgers knows all about it. Let's
2: get to the first one. All right, Shroff, how's that sound? <laughs> yeah, fine. All right, first things first. Uh, for those who don't know, Tupac Shakur, prolific rapper, was killed in 1996, I believe? That's correct. Well, it just came out on Tuesday that the Las Vegas Police Department had, I guess, a breakthrough in the case and issued a search warrant of a property in relation to the murder of Tupac Shakur, which was 27 years ago now?
3: Yeah. Great Uh, math.
2: Matt, Matt, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Is is this murder ever going to get solved, or is this something that they should kind of just bury and move on?
1: Well, I don't think just burying it and moving on, especially when new evidence comes to light, is the right move. Um, I don't know if they'll actually solve it, but... You know, uh, cold cases can go cold, and then one piece of evidence can turn the tides and you can find the, the person who did the wrong. So, yeah, good good for the police department for sticking with it. Uh, obviously, high profile, it would be a, an issue to just push it under the rug. So I think uh, good for them for getting the evidence and now pursuing it.
3: Later yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a while. Twenty seven years ago is when it happened. I, I'm intrigued by this. I saw this last night, and, and I was curious on Rutledge's take on this, and then I remembered he was off today. But I know I, I I don't think it'll get solved. Um, I hope it does. I think that'd be great, but. I, like, I, feel like, killer,
2: like, I feel like 30 Like, I feel years later, what is he doing? Like, is might he might be dead. Is he retired? Might be yeah. dead. You know, is he, he's hanging out in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't know.
3: I'm curious what happened here because they, they searched the house. I think I read.
2: Uh, they they didn't release any statement. But they in, said as they didn't find, find anything, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So there's I, nothing in terms of like. I'm very story.
3: I'm very intrigued what this is all about. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I, ho- I hope they do. I just don't think they will. I feel like they would have already.
2: Are they wasting resources like continuing to
3: go No. So I I don't know. I don't want to say wasting resources because they're trying to get justice for something. But I will. I'll say this: I'm, I'm fascinated by how this came to be. Do you think there's like a detective who grew up in the '90s, kind of like Rutledge's age, who has a fascination <laughs> with Tupac, and is like, "Wait a minute, we got to do some more digging on this. We, I got to be the one to solve this. This is going to be my entire career. I'm dedicated to this."
2: You think they have the same detectives working on it for 30 years? Or do you think they pass it down?
3: No, I think you house? have to, right? Retirement happens a lot. Yeah, uh, no, it's especially- passed
2: down.
1: I'm sure it's evidence came to light, and then they had to kind of reopen it.
3: Now, potential evidence because I don't think you can evidence. say evidence.
1: Well, enough evidence t- where they could get a, a
2: warrant,
3: yeah. a warrant to, to
1: search.
2: So I would say evidence. All right, moving on. Uh, Matt Miller, uh, NFL draft analyst, yep. tweeted the other day, and he actually said about- Mac Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's two, dead too. <laughs> Come on, wow. Uh, Matt okay. Miller, NFL draft scout, not the uh, the rapper. Uh, He tweeted the other day He said Been saying it for years Number one Draft a running back Number two Play the running back If he's good Franchise tag him one time And then Draft a running back He received (laughs) a lot of flack For tweeting something like this But my question to you two is Is he onto something? Is the running back Becoming an obsolete position In the NFL? trouble go with
3: you. I don't think obsolete, because obviously it's going to be necessary, but it, it is a fact, right? Like, the, the teams that have won Super Bowls have not paid their running backs. I think the highest paid running back in the last 15 years that won a Super Bowl is Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, and, and he, was he making wasn't like making that much money seven, the, the time they won a Super Bowl. Other than him, everybody else was making under uh, $2.5 million a year. Now, obviously, contracts have evolved and changed, and more money is involved. But I, I think, look, you either value relationships and money or you you value winning. And unfortunately, running back is now the position that is at the centerfold of this topic. And Melvin Gordon was on Will and Tausch last week had had good insight into this topic, um, which you'll actually hear from in a couple minutes in a Badger Minute. But it is fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, for the running back position, the majority of the guys are not crazy dynamic players like your... your uh, Christian McCaffrey or like Alvin Kamara of like the 2018s, or these guys are more like weapons. They like honestly, I look at Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel looks he plays like a running back who chose to play wide receiver, right? And that ended up obviously he wasn't, but that's a genius move because being a guy that's malt like has multiple uses, like Christian McCaffrey catches a lot of things out of the backfield. That's where the value is when you have just running backs who get hit in the legs three, four times every time they touch the ball, like their longevity is way shorter. Like I totally understand why the owners and why it's going this way. There need there needs to be a change for those running backs because of the short shelf life, and it's only getting shorter. Yeah. So I feel bad for the running backs. I I feel really bad that the NFL PA got manhandled by the owners, lawyers, because this is an issue that needs to be solved in that room, and it's, what, seven years away until the next next meeting? So running backs are going to be
2: upset for a while unless there's something that can be done sooner. I, I think it's interesting coming from two Packers fans, too, because obviously two of the more prioritized players on this roster or two running backs and a. Mm-hmm. a. J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So it's like how much does the Packer uh, them? But just look the, what so the, we did to Aaron Jones. I think
3: I think it's very likely both those guys are not Packers next year. Right. But I yeah. mean,
2: just
1: based on what we did with Aaron Jones this year, restructured his contract. He could have taken a boatload and we he restructured to for more like less money and ensure another year, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or at
1: least on, on paper. Or on paper, yeah. So it's it's definitely a sad time because I remember like when running backs were going first overall in the draft and running backs were like the hot commodities. Totally. Right? Like remember the Peyton Hillis era?
4: I do. Or era. Like Half year. season yeah, where people year. were
1: so stoked, he made the Madden cover, and it was uh, like a
3: fan vote. and They never did that again because just, Peyton Hillis didn't belong in a Madden cover.
2: Even Ugh. even a couple of years ago, though Saquon Barkley was drafted number two, Fournette was number four, McCaffrey was number nine. These guys get drafted high,
3: but Saquon is the, is the center of of this topic right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean obviously he's not getting his money, but it, it is to a play fascinating on a franchise
1: topic. Tag? And uh, then you look at like what happens with Le'Veon Bell. He takes the year off and, and comes back in his garbage. Wasn't, he, he wasn't was, good for running He's the blueprint backs. on what not to do. Correct. He, so these guys like yeah. he had spot. a Hall of Fame career, but he took a year off and then all of a sudden fizzled in New York. Like it's 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 a tricky spot. You're, you're totally I, right. Not wh- envious wh- of running backs. What at all. do they
3: even do? Uh, they, you, can't,
2: you can't wait. Do we have
3: yeah. something happy to talk about? We've talked about murders that are unsolved. And, and we've an talked an about obsolete positions. What do we got next?
2: Well, I was talking about I was looking through the MLB stuff and. We've seen a couple of it. What do you mean the
3: MLB stuff?
2: The MLB news cycle. Okay, there we go. Go And uh, ever since All-Star break and kind of like the blossoming of this player, Shohei Otani, the dynamic pitcher and hitter for the Los Angeles Angels, more and more trade proposals are coming out for this. Mm -hmm. And obviously with a player like this and with the type of prime he's in right now, it's an unrivaled type of – Unprecedented. Unprecedented package that you're going to have to get – to get this, and then you're going to have to throw him $600 million. So I guess my question for you guys is, a guy like that, is that worth giving up almost everything you have in terms of prospects and then in terms of money just to secure this guy? Shroff, we'll start with you.
3: Uh, three words. New York Yankees. Yes is the answer. Um, I think if you are a large market team that can afford it and wants a face of the franchise player for the next foreseeable future, which is what Shohei Ohtani is... The answer is yes. Now, if you look at like a rental proposal for this year, you don't know if you're going to, which you're going to lose them after this year. I don't know what a package like that would look like, but I can give you two more words, which are CC Sabathia. Remember when he came to the Brewers and had a great second half of the year, helped him get into the playoffs for the first time in forever, and then went to the Yankees. I think that's possible. I just don't know that, as a Brewers fan, I'm willing to give up what it takes to get a rental and show Hey Otani for the next, whatever, 60, 70 games, maybe, just to make a a final push. So, Do I think it's realistic for the Brewers now? Would I love to see it happen? Yes, but for what price? Um, If you're the Yankees or the Dodgers, I think the answer is then yes. Matt? (laughs) I think Antanasio needs to open
0: up
1: that pocketbook and start shelling out some shekels because... We have gone long yeah, the, enough. The, the with cheap
3: it. Mark Antonasio.
1: Well, I mean, kind of, right? That's kind of our consensus is that he wants the Brewers to be good enough to put Butts in seats, but not necessarily pay to get to. The, he, as long as he sells out the regular season, he
3: doesn't care. Colin, you're a baseball guy. How much money do you think Shohei gets paid next year? Five hundred to six hundred million dollars. Mark Antonasio's net worth. Is seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. So and, if he and, opens up that pocketbook, he's not getting close. Well, to uh, that. Those Brewers, guys had to do pull it out. you know what the Brewers yeah. are
1: evaluated at?
3: A lot more than seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, like
1: and and what he bought the Brewers at?
3: A lot less than seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: I, you're right. His value might not be it, but the Brewers are a notorious team for. I again, I don't think they're ever going to be an all-in kind of team, so I don't think they'd do it. I would love to see a Shohei Otani in Milwaukee, but the only way the Brewers are ever going to do that is if they like draft a guy or, or... get lucky overseas. Yeah. Exactly. There's, there's no way that we're going to buy a proven commodity.
3: All right, Colin, who wins? Uh,
2: I like where Matt was going, especially with that last take, so I'm going to give this to Matt. Sure. <laughs> Bro, rough day for you. You're all over the place. Oh, my here. gosh, double win, rare one for Matt. It's the chair. Well, I,
3: I am going to give you a winning take coming up next. A name popped across my Twitter timeline from ESPN, ESPN's Adam Schefter earlier today, and it made me think, hmm, maybe the Packers should give him a try. I'll tell you who that is and why I think that next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
0: You're listening to Rutledge & Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter, at Jim and Matt. I should be scared.
3: On your Wednesday, Alex Strophin for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. Hello. Colin Russo running the show for us. Clapping, dancing, shirts off, waving it around. (laughs) Another good good song bump. Another good one. Yeah. I do my best, man. I do my best.
1: Strophin, you you got me on the edge of my seat right now.
3: Yeah. Why is that? Because you had this great tease
1: leading into that break. And I'm curious. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: All right. It's time to pay it off. So earlier today, Adam Schefter tweets... That the New York Jets, of all teams... ooh, I already like where this is going, don't you?
1: Looking to get rid of the quarterback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trade back Aaron Rodgers!
3: No. Um, wide receiver Denzel Mims, a 2020 second-round selection, was informed that he will be waived if he is not traded. Hmm. If that's coming out, spoiler alert... <laughs> you ain't getting traded! You ain't getting traded! <laughs> Or you're getting traded for a seventh round pick and like a half a, eaten Reuben sandwich on a, rookie, <laughs> right, on a rookie deal. So when I see this come across, I think to myself, Denzel Mims, a what's the issue? There's I, I I imagine it has to be something internal. They have a good wide receiver room. Don't get me wrong, right? Obviously Garrett Wilson, first round pick last year. You've got the former Packers and Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Malik Taylor, all there. McCole Hardman Junior's there.
1: Is was I right about Davis, or is he gone?
3: Corey Davis is there. Yes, oh, yeah, sorry. Did I not say him? I yes. didn't hear See, You have good receivers. Right. But I don't think you're getting cut, waived, or traded in the middle of July for no reason. I imagine it might be a contractual thing. I imagine it might be a character thing. I don't know. That's not my job to figure out. But Mims is a very, very intriguing name to me. I don't really even view him as a veteran by any means, right? He's played a couple of years. He's going into his fourth season. He was a second-round pick in 2020. He's 25 years old. 6'3", 207, runs like a 4 40 Why not bring him in for camp? I'm not saying keep him on the active roster necessarily, but if he it's gets waived... bad to try him out, right? Go get him. Bring him in. Play him in the preseason game. See if him and Love can build some rapport. Because there is so much... There is so much uncertainty in this wide receiver room. You know you've got Christian Watson. Yeah, but you know you've yeah. got Romeo Dobbs. What do you have after that? Jaden Reid, yeah. rookie. Yeah. Samori Touré, a seventh round pick. A lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of question marks and not a lot of sexy names. I mean And the Jets, by the way, have had eight former Packers, counting coaches. On the roster right now. So why do we do it a little bit in reverse? Let's bring a jet to Green Bay and see how Denzel Mims fits in. And I know, again, I know it's not the sexiest name in the world, but the Packers aren't going after sexy names. They didn't make a push for Odell Beckham Jr. They didn't make a push for DeAndre Hopkins. Denzel Mims is cheap. He's getting waved off a rookie deal before camp even starts. I just don't see the reasons not to unless it's an insane character issue, but we would know about that already. So I'm looking at his stats and 2022,
1: he had 11 receptions, 25 targets. Yeah, so I don't really know what sort of like experience he'd even be bringing in. He's I, about as unknown as Samari
3: Toure. I'm with you
1: on that, right? I'm, so, not,
3: I'm not. I'm not sitting here and making the so case you bring him so in to be your number one guy. You're just
1: saying we should bring in a guy because we could use a little bit more like blood in that wide receiver room. We another Some pulse would help. Yes, another pulse <laughs> wouldn't hurt, right? Because listen to this list. Well, look, tell, what if, tell me, what if, tell me, what two what, of those guys get injured on the Packers. What what is our depth chart if we lose? Let's say, God forbid. Let's say uh, that Stop. Watson and right. Dobbs go down. So
3: that's what I'm saying. Stop me when you get excited. Okay. Stop me. I'm yes. going to read the depth chart of the Packers. Stop me when you get excited. Jaden Reed. <laughs> Stop. In a rookie, in his rookie year. I mean, he's. I think he's going to be pretty good. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I, he's
1: he's gonna, he's going to be a rookie wide but receiver. But it's really
3: hard for me to trust a rookie wide receiver. But it's a rookie. Yeah. He'll he'll do. I'm going to continue. Stop me when you get excited. Samori Toure. Tay Wicks. Grant, Grant DuBose. Bo Melton. That's not a made-up name. I love that name. Malik Heath. <laughs> what? Jeff Cotton. What? Four more jag. Get out of here. Those last
1: three names are made up. Deuce, Say them again.
3: Deuce Watts. What? Bo Melton, Malik Heath, Jeff Cotton. Any of those names get you excited? Yeah, their names, the names themselves get me excited. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of the names themselves? No, no. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. So, yeah. Um, so, my point here is, you bring in Denzel Mims, maybe just it works try out. try out. He immediately becomes the, A, believe it or not, most experienced receiver in the room, <laughs> and B, the oldest receiver in the room. Yeah. I don't and know he's if I give be him most experience. I he's going to get waived on a rookie deal. I think Watson's got more receptions than uh,
1: Mims has in the NFL.
3: Uh, Mims is over, near 40, uh, and I think Watson had about that last year. So it's got to be pretty close. He had gotcha. 41 last year, did, did Watson. So Yeah,
2: Mims is at 42 through three years. Uh,
3: Denzel Mims excites me. Oh, it's it's kinda, a name that's out right. there that I think they should go at least – Give it a thought, right? because, as I mentioned, they're not going after the exciting, expensive names because that they're not going all in this year, and I don't view Denzel Mims as an all in move. You sign him to a two year deal, you have him for twenty three and twenty four and maybe he's your number three guy this year. Maybe he's your number four or five guy next year. But if you bring him in on a decent deal, he's clearly not going to get that much looks that many looks in the middle of July. If he gets released by the end of the week. Teams are just starting training camp. They've got their 90. The Packers just brought in a fourth quarterback from the USFL yesterday. Bringing in a wide receiver that's 25 years old, is good-sized, quick, and has some experience in the league is not going to hurt them in 2023. (laughs) It's not going to hurt the development of Tavian Wicks, who didn't even suit up in the OTAs back in May and June.
2: (laughs) Yeah, why don't you get more firepower? I completely agree. Like, you're in a position... This guy, sure, not a ton of sample size in terms of production, but he's on the Jets with a terrible quarterback and with bad coaching. Mm-hmm. Now he's finally can get to a spot where it's a different system. Maybe Lafleur can utilize him differently. It's all about systems. These guys fit differently in different spots. 100%. I think I
3: think he's a fun. I name. think he's
1: worth a shot. You're absolutely right, though. This isn't like a necessarily a needle mover, but it, it, it's definitely like a utilitarian pick
3: as far as like oh, he is going to be word. useful. Good word. Thank you. Can you say it again? Utilitarian. Great word. Yeah, I, think, I, thought, I thought it was applicable. So if the name Jeff Cotton gets you excited just because of the Former name, jag. I only need to say Denzel. Denzel. Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims should get you That's excited. That's a good name, too. Also, Drew and Madison chimed in and said there's a reason Cotton isn't a Jag anymore.
2: Well, I, I'm pretty sure he just hovered around the practice squad for the Jags, to be honest. But I don't think he ever saw the field. I mean, but, uh, didn't?
1: And that's what Razul Douglas did in Arizona. And Daryl and Deerfield chimes People in with a completely fit fair point. People differently in different systems. Different Razul systems. Douglas came up to Green Bay, and he was great. Different and he's systems. had a pretty
2: good year last year as well. Yeah, he's yeah I think he has year, four, three yeah. speed, too. I think he ran a four three at the combine because he was great at Baylor. I think
3: it was a four three six. six. Yeah. So, uh, that's, a, that's incredible that speed. that was four years ago.
2: You'd think he's 25. near that speed still. I don't know. He's had some injury issues for sure. Last thing
3: on this, Daryl and DeField chimes in and says, the fact that Denzel Mims excites you is a very telling commentary on the Packers receiving her. And he's right. Yeah, Yeah. you're absolutely right. What excites me is Christian Watson. I'm excited to see year two jump, right? Because I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in you're either going to have a sophomore jump or a sophomore slump. There's really not a ton of in-between in your sophomore year. Like, you can be the same, but that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. You should either make the jump. Yeah, Amari Rogers was the same. Or. or,
1: (laughs) The same terrible player. Yeah, the same terrible <laughs> player.
3: Right? Yeah. No, he's probably worse because Whenever
0: he ever. Whatever I said
1: for for um, Amari Rogers last year for my stats, that's my pick for Jaden Reed this year. Let's say, I think I said 500 yards. I don't and think so. I don't think touchdowns. we're going to see enough
3: of him. I think he might like take on the kick returning, punt returning responsibilities because Keyshawn Nixon's going to have more of a role in the defense. He might still do some 400
1: of that. yards. Three touchdowns. That's my prediction for Jaden I like Reed.
3: that. And I think Drayden Reed can be a really fun tool in the offense. So th- that excites me. 844-770-3776. We'd love to get your take on this. 844-770-3776. We're going to wrap the show up. After this, it's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Alex Trofian for Jim Rutledge.
0: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi. I am looking for Molly. I've been searching everywhere and I can't seem to find Molly. Molly. This Molly, is Molly's Molly, Game with Molly, America's favorite Molly, producer, Molly, Molly Brown, Molly, on Rutledge and Molly, Hamilton. Molly,
3: Molly. Alright, we will get to Molly's game in just a second because I forgot Matt's off the rest of the week. We gotta pick games. Jim Rutledge is off the rest of the week. I'm Alex in for Jim Rutledge. The Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton is here. Give me a high five. Hello. Good one. Uh, Real quick before we get to Molly Brown and Molly's game where we pick the upcoming weekend slate of some games she has chosen. This from Tom Pellicero of the NFL Network. The Jets have placed wide receiver Randall Cobb on the pup list to open training camp. He can be activated anytime. So there you go. Same old story with Randall Cobb. All right, Molly Brown is here. America's favorite host. She is here with a slate of games for me, Jim, and Matt to pick as we head into the weekend, even though it's only Wednesday. Hi, Molly.
4: Hi. uh, I know that you forgot about me. That's why you're (laughs) rushing me in. But Jim Rutledge did not forget to send in his picks. So shout out to Jim. I know that you guys have been ragging on him a little bit Well, I'm
3: 3-0, so it's fine.
4: All right. Well, let's kick it off. Brewers take on the Phillies tonight at 540. How many strikeouts will Colin Ray have in tonight's game? I'm going to give you guys little hints. I'll just tell you what Jim picked. Jim said 7.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go less than that, but I'm going to stay in the wheelhouse. I'll go six strikeouts for Colin Wright. He's been having a solid year for a guy I didn't know existed before the year.
1: I'm actually going to go one down from that and go five.
4: Okay, out of the five games. Before we reconvene on Monday, hopefully eh, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, how many wins will the Brewers have? They play, well, when I thought it was Monday. They play at home for three out of five games. Jim said two.
3: No, no, it's more than that. Uh, Give me four. Four out of five games? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I'll go three. Just to not copy anybody. What, right. what happened to our
2: music? Did you turn it off, Colin?
4: He doesn't want to jam to this banger.
2: Turn down. Mm-hmm. I can turn it back up. Yeah, I be be to be the end of the show Ah, tomorrow, too. All right, whatever.
4: Uh, moving on, the Open begins tomorrow and runs through the weekend. Cam Smith won the Open last year. Who wins oh, this year? I will give you some hints. According to CBS Golf, their winners that they're taking are Rory McIlroy Dustin Johnson and Scotty Scheffler. Matt, I know you have one. You're a big golf guy. Let's hear it.
1: Victor Hovland.
4: Oh, wasn't expecting that one.
1: He's a top five player in the world right now. I think he's, I think maybe he's from like Sweden or something. Sweden. I
4: think he's
3: going to p- put it together.
4: Jim said Rory, by the way.
3: I'm going to go Dustin Johnson. Give me Dustin Johnson to win.
4: All right. Uh, stroke's favorite question coming up. Over under 69 strokes for Rory McIlroy.
3: Hey-oh! <laughs> Hey-o!
0: <laughs> Hey-o! Dude.
3: Spot on! 69 <laughs> strokes for Rory McElroy. Call it, book it. Do you know what course they're playing?
4: Uh, England, somewhere.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm
3: going to take. They're playing the Royal think... Liverpool Golf Club. I'm going to take the. Is that England? Liverpool? Yeah, okay. England? Yeah, Liverpool's in England. Yeah,
1: it is going to be over that. The wind just howls out there. I think Rory's going to shoot a 70.
4: All righty, last one. Here, you guys. said it's
3: going to be way over. You no, I said one stroke <laughs> over. said over that. You said it's going
1: to be. You said the way wind just howls. Okay, it's going to be way over yeah. that. The wind's
4: going to be blowing. Give me one 10 more stroke than stroke just predicted. Well, predict no, it. I
1: think par is 71, not 72 at this course. So 70 is one under par, I think. It's that's 71. A, the fact yeah, that you exactly. know
4: that is wild. Uh, Jim said I don't. Under. I'm
3: looking at it. No, no, no. Not you, Matt. Oh, yeah. You're a strange man. Go ahead.
4: Jim said under for that one. Last one here, guys, real quick. How many birdies? for Ricky Fowler. Jim said four.
3: This is just in the opening round. Yes,
1: which means just one round on Thursday. Eighteen. How many birdies? Yeah, two. man! I kind of wanted to go lower than Jim, but now I'm going to go higher. I'll go five. Two's low.
4: Alrighty.
1: Shut up, Colin.
4: He's (laughs) golf guy, Colin.
1: (laughs) I watch golf for like the last six years. If you just had two birdies for Ricky Fowler in the opening round, you'd have been right. He hasn't done more than that for a while yeah. and he has just come back into form. Yeah, he's
4: playing well now though. Yeah. So it's
1: low though, right? It, it probably is low.
4: Well, I d- okay, so I picked this one because I saw that ESPN.com has like a story about Ricky Fowler. We got thirty like, seconds,
3: make it quick. That Mickey was it. Rory's making a co- Oh, that's it. We're done. Rory's, er,
4: uh, Mickey Ricky Rory.
1: F- <laughs> Who is that? Uh, I mixed Rory McElroy and R- Ricky Fowler <laughs> and it turned into Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Ricky Fowler's bouncing back, baby, so I think two, super well. All right. You sticking with it? Yeah. I said five. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't love care. it. I don't Five's care. the answer. Thanks for tuning now. in.
3: Thanks for being here. Yeah. Enjoy whatever the hell you're doing the next five days. I will. Big thanks to Colin Russo for filling in today. I'm Alex Struff. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Scals and Russ coming up next. See ya.